It's that time of week, folks. Sit back and relax as you join us on Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. Well, howdy there, folks. This is John from Ringside American Dairy Goat Podcast, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Nate Funk. Nate, how's it going, brother? Pretty good. Pretty good. A little late tonight. Uh, <laughs> That's my we fault. A, we got a storm bar- barreling down on us, so if uh, people hear some thunder boomers in the background. <laughs> oh, um, lucky you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They're talking about, uh, I believe, a 10-degree temperature drop, so... Oh, the temperature drops. Let me tell temperature you, temperature drop. Uh, so uh, I'll just I'll just cover it right now. So I had we had a show yesterday, Saturday. Uh, beautiful we're, we're, day, we're, gorgeous day. But uh, the Thursday before the show, it was what a hundred. Well, down here it was like a hundred and ten real feel. Uh, and then Friday, it skipped all the way down to sixty. Yeah, I want to say. Yeah. Um. So then sad or so Friday, I wake up and feed the kids. And one of my kids is a little snotty. I was like, all right, I'm going to put you in the seclusion pen. So you're not getting everybody else sick. So then I go to load everybody up uh, that was going to go. And snotty nose, snotty nose, snotty nose. All the kids had snotty noses. And I was like, Ugh. well, back into your pen, you go. So they stayed home. Uh, it, I think the temperature drop definitely helped. And, and today, feeding them, they're pretty much perfectly fine. You know, a little bit of clear discharge, not that thick, nasty, you know, opaque, not not opaque uh, color, just like a just just a clear color. So they're definitely on the mend. Um, but it was probably a smart play to leave them at home. Yeah. Um, so we just we just brought our uh, three milkers to the show. It's always a good idea to bring healthy animals to these one-day shows. You don't yeah. want to bring something that's questionable. You know, you get a little bit of a reputation, or the animal doesn't perform up to snuff. You know? Yeah, plus you don't want to be that person that's got sick goats at the show, and then exactly. all of a sudden your friends are texting you the next couple of days and saying, oh, now I have discharge from my goat's noses, and they're sick, and... You don't want to be that person, so no, no, I, I definitely don't. <laughs> well, and you, you don't want the not the friend, exactly you know, saying, "Hey, now my goat, you know, John yeah. Kane brought these sick kid goats, and now my kid goats have, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, no, 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 that's." But I wasn't the only one fighting it. I mean, our, one of our friends had a dry yearling that was fine, and then throughout the day, she started getting sick. Not, you know deathly sick but she had discharged too and then uh you guys had a kid that woke up because it got cooled that night and she had a little bit of discharge too i mean yep. the temperature swing just didn't help anybody's goats i don't well, think so for those who don't know so our show we we both were at the new york state uh dairy goat breeders association and the central new york dairy goat breeders society's annual club show which is held at the New York State Fairgrounds. Yep. 
And anyone who knows that barn knows that it's a dusty place. Even with they, they've really improved the airflow. It was it it felt good in there actually. The oh, it felt great. It felt phenomenal. It was the airflow was such that um, I was told the Onondaga Health Department, uh, I guess, said that it was uh, similar to being outdoors. Yeah, it was considered an outdoor event because of all the windows and open air. Yeah, yeah, and the fans that were blowing and cooling and just the air circulation. But even still, it is such a dusty barn. Um, We had a doling who we woke up in the morning and she just had a a little bit of of, uh, snot coming out. I checked her over, I wiped her off, and she was fine for the rest of the day. But yeah. During the night, she had gotten a little, a little bit. Um, we kept an eye on her. If, quite frankly, if she had been continued to be snotty as we approached showing time, I probably would have, you know, scratched her. Yeah. But she, she didn't. She, we, by the time the temperature got above fifty, yes, it was that cold. It was below fifty degrees last night or the mm-hmm. night. You know, Friday night into Saturday. Um, Let's Saturday. talk about that. Let's talk yeah. about that. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> uh, oh, so, no, we, oh, no. <laughs> no, hold on. So, so we get, uh, I get to uh, the state fairgrounds Friday night at about, ooh, what I roll, I rolled in about 7 30. Okay. So I get everybody set up. I clip butters quick. Uh, you know, get everybody all comfortable. They look my- gorgeous. They they looked pretty good. Um, yeah, they did. And then I set up a tack pen. You know, got my little air mattress all set up, and and I I'm set up to the point where like Nate's got his four pens uh, next to me. Um, so I was like, oh cool, I'm next to the funks. You know, this is gonna be awesome. I didn't feel like it was awesome in the morning, Nate, but I'm gonna get there. So oh come on, what's what wrong with it? <laughs> no, no, hold on. So every so, little girl's dream. <laughs> so. I don't know if the listeners know this, but Nate and I like to talk. It's shocking, I know. So what? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm up later than I usually am. I'm up until what was it? About one o'clock, right, Nate? Somewhere probably, around twelve thirty, one o'clock. Probably twelve thirty, one o'clock. Not my. Uh, that's not. So I'm not a uh, party hard type guy, right? So I don't stay up that late ever. One, really, one drink, he's done. Yeah, I didn't have any drinks though at the show because I wanted no, we to be didn't. at my best. I I was a good boy. Uh, <laughs> so I go to bed. I was too. <laughs> yeah, Nate was a good boy too. So so I go to bed on my air mattress and and Nate's tack pens next to me, so he's sleeping on the other side of the wall. It was really cute. Uh, <laughs> so I got like my fan going and and the way I had it positioned, this was like brilliant. It was like air conditioning. I had like my uh, sleeping bag over me, so I just like lifted up my sleeping bag a little bit, and the air from the fan kept my blanket up, so I was just getting nice cool air. It was great. Uh, so I had a wonderful night's sleep. Got a little chilly about uh, four. It, it, the temperature dropped like about three thirty, four o'clock. Yeah, it got a little chilly. So, so I, I broke uh, out I, the sleeping bag and <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I'm sleeping, and then it turns to six a.m. And folks, let me tell you, this is why I know it's 6 a.m. Because all of a sudden, I hear, 
Well, good morning. How's it going? Oh, you look lovely this morning. Oh, you're so cute. Blah, blah, blah. Just going on loud. <laughs> and I look at my phone that's next to me and it says 6 a.m. And I was like, Nate, stop. <laughs> like, what are you doing? And of course, all the goats start talking because, oh, there's somebody up. And I was like, I wake up and I was like, why? I could have slept in for another hour. <laughs> no, you couldn't have. <laughs> oh, I, could, I could have, trust me. <laughs> so, so on my end, what happens, I'm laying there sleeping. Snow White. And I keep hearing this uh, six-week-old Oba Heisley dope kid in the next pen over. Who is certain, she's used to a 6 a.m. bottle. Hmm. She's expecting that bottle right at 6 a.m. Come on. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, she's, she's calling to me. She's calling to me. She's calling to me. And yeah. eventually I wake up and it's like, I, I know who it is. A little doling we had. Nikki, who is the full sister to your Mary Mac. Yeah, uh, well, and I was who cur- I, was I cursing think her name? You were cursing her name, but at the <laughs> same time, she she made Mary Mac proud. Yeah. Um, but uh, little six week old Nikki wanted her bottle, but there was no bottle to be had. Poor Nikki. Oh, you could have had some of Jen's milk. I milked her out. Well, Jen was my wife. Jen was bringing pasteurized milk for Nikki. Uh, later yes. so um so i got you... up at i got up at six said hell why hello nikki and no you had like <laughs> you were like snow white with like you had like little tweety birds flying around you and squirrels running across your feet helping you make the bed like that's what it sounded like and I'm not a morning person. I'm kind of grumpy in the morning. All right, I need at least an hour to be able to be talking. And like, I just I don't just w- wake up this way. It takes a while for it to to happen. But you're just like, boom, game on, let's go. And I'm just like, oh god, I'm going to kill somebody today. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun though. It was fun. It was a cool night. Um, it was really comfortable in there. I. I I was digging the the air mattress and and seclusion for the night, so that was fun. And the pillow, uh, and the pillow. Oh, so I'm on my way, and and I'm you know everybody. I, I'm sure as they're driving to a show is going in their mind. They're going, okay, I got this, I got this wallet, keys, you know, goats, you know, everything that you could possibly think of. So and I, and I do the same thing. So I'm driving, and I'm about halfway there. I was like, oh. I forgot a pillow. So I was like, oh, I'll just use a, uh, you know, a hoodie or something as a pillow. No big deal. Well, I tell Nate this. And little did I know that your wife, Jen, who is like my hero of always. She goes out and she gets a brand new pillow for me. Oh, yeah. And I was like, you didn't have to do that. I could have taken an old pillow. I could have used cream as a pillow, you know, whatever. But <laughs> cream the goat. <laughs> but we know you have a special connection with cream. Yeah, yeah. But uh... yeah. so so I, I just thank you, Jen, for doing that. You didn't have to do that. Um, 
<laughs> but another another funny thing that happened at the show, and I thought was just the the cutest thing ever. So I'm getting ready to leave, and I'm packing up everything. I'm like, all right, I really don't feel like cleaning this pen. I'll do it if I have to. But I was like, you know what? I got a twenty in my in my wallet. Oh yeah, burning a hole right in my pocket. So I was like, you know what? Shady as heck. (laughs) Yeah, this looks like a drug deal or something. (laughs) So so I, uh, I was like, oh, there's plenty of kids around here. Twenty dollars, you know, that's a lot of money for these kids. So (laughs) I walk up to your daughter. First, I ask you, okay, is this gonna screw you up if I uh, offer your child a twenty dollar bill to clean my pen? No. And at first, you were like, well, at first, you were like, ah. Okay, so I was like, I right. know something. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I go up to your daughter Maria, and I'm like, "Hey," she's like, "Hey," I'm like, "How's it going?" She's like, "Good," and I'm like, "So, I got a proposition for you." And she kind of looks at me side eye, and she goes, "Okay." I'm like, "Uh, if I give you twenty dollars, would you clean out my pen for me?" And she's like. Uh, like really thinking about it. I'm like, oh, I'm like, come on, kid. Like, take the twenty dollars. <laughs> she's like, finally, she goes, yeah. Let me look at it. I'm like, okay. So I hand her the twenty dollar bill, and then she goes and looks at it, and she goes, I, I guess. And I'm like, man, she must be like exhausted. <laughs> so oh, she was exhausted, but she, she did it. I ended up being part of it. Was I knew I was going to end up being the back carrying all that manure out to the manure pit. It wasn't that bad. It. it was only three goats. No, well, it's not really that it was three goats because on a one day show, really it's not so much the manure. It's the fact that it's like a bale of shaving, a bale of shaving to a bale of straw. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, you, yeah, they accumulate a lot of pee, a lot of poop, mm-hmm. but it's mostly that it's bale. And so I just was like, yeah, I'll end up being being back for her. But uh, she did great with it. She shoveled it all out and cleaned it up. Your kids are uh, so great, man. They really are. They are troopers. Um, they kept themselves busy when they weren't involved with the show. <laughs> when Jen and I were showing Lamanches and Alpines, and I think Jen got in on a Nigerian or two. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, so your young, well, yeah, your youngest, Jamie, he was like, first of all, Nate goes, and I had no idea about this. He goes, okay, guys, if I'm not around and mom's not around, you have to talk to Uncle John and ask him if he's around before you do anything. So they're probably like, okay, you know, whatever. So then Jamie, <laughs> Jamie's like, uh, can I come hang out with you? And I'm like, yeah, man. He goes, I don't know where my mom and dad is, so I'm asking you if I can hang out with you. And I go, okay. I go, okay. So then I'm like, hey, man, you want some Doritos? He's like, looking around. I'm like, it's not sugar in it. You can have some if you want. He's like, yeah. So he's sitting there hanging out with me and my, my best buddy, Kyle, who I've known since I was six months old. He came and helped me. Uh, so he's just hanging out with us. And then Jen comes running over. And she's like, oh, there you are. Like, looks at Jamie. Jamie's like, yeah, I'm hanging out with Farmer John. <laughs> and he's just hanging out. And then you've got, you know, Jessica's daughter hanging out with your girls, Kate and Maria. Like, it was just a, like a good time. So, and, I mean, and that, 
You know, the one thing about the these shows and specifically the state club show for us here in New York is it really is kind of a family reunion. You know, really you get down to it. Many of us, we see each other probably more often than we see our cousins and our uncles and our aunts. And yeah. so we know each other a little more than maybe some family. And so it, it, it is really, you know, kind of like a family reunion. And so you see, you know, John and you see Jessica, and you see Trudy. And you see, at the same time, you meet people. Well, that's, that's the thing with like me is I'm still the new guy on the block. So every show, at least two to three, sometimes more times I get, who are you? And I'm like, oh, well, I'm John, blah, 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 Hillier Farm, you know, explain you have really pretty goats or, or, you know, that kind of deal. Um, So I'm still kind of the new kid on the block. This is my first time at the state show. And yeah, it's a little bit of a run. It's not too bad though. It's, you know, three hours, 10 minutes. Uh, well, you traffic. did well too. We did okay. Minerva uh, did well. Yeah, Minerva got a uh, my my experimental, so she shows in recorded grades. She a got, yearling. Yes, got it reserve. A, a yearling Milker got reserve grand champion. So that, I mean, that's a pretty big deal for a yearling, you know. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm happy. A, I'm happy with her. Yeah, I, I would be excited to see her next year at the show. I mean, who you know, whoever the judges are, I'm sure they already know. Whoever yeah. the judges are next year, I'd be happy to see how Minerva does under them. Yeah, uh, she she tends to do well. I in the, I, I don't know if anybody's ever had this happen. Uh, and we're just we're just kind of talking off the cuff today about this stuff because our po- our topic shouldn't take too long, so we can kind of meander around, right? Uh, <laughs> so, have you ever been showing and your goat places well, say first? But and the judge, you know, likes your goat. Obviously, they picked her first. But then they talk about the goat behind them more. Have you ever had that happen? Because I was kind of confused by that. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. I was like, um, so what did he like about her? He did, he just said nothing about her. Well, you know what it says to me, at least, is when they when they pick your goat and then they talk a lot about the second place goat. To me, at least now. Listeners may disagree, but to me, it means yours was an obvious top. Yeah, and I'm probably the and, first and person like, in the history of show goats to complain about getting first. And <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, it's, it strikes me as kind of like in college, you're the kid who broke the curve. Right. Next kid sets the curve for everybody else. And so they're talking about... And it's not kids, it's does, but still, the next doe is the one who the rest of the class is based upon placing is based upon that second place doe. Right. Um, you know, and so they're talking about why she's second and why she's placing over the rest of the class. Right. And that's how I took it. I, I was ringside and watching, and that's how I took it. Was yours was first. The second place though was second because she was this over the rest of the class. I'm surprised my doe placed well in that first ring because I was a madman getting her in the ring. All of a sudden, I get a phone call. <clears throat> I was just I was taking pictures 
for you guys, the Oberhasli just finished, and you had an Oberhasli, your two Oberhasli right, go right. uh, uh, grand and reserve. So I was taking pictures and, and in the moment for you guys, you know, get, getting that all square. Um, and then all of a sudden I get a phone call. It's my, my cousin Faith. And she's like, Hey, uh, there's just a, there was just a final call for you to be in the ring. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. So I run over, grab Minerva, running back. And, <laughs> and you guys are like, I, first I run into you. You're like, are you okay? I'm like, I gotta get in the ring. Then I see, uh, Jen, she goes, are you okay? I'm like, I gotta get in the ring and like running her. And, and poor Minerva is like, I just woke up. What's going on? <laughs> now that Minerva, though, you know, for those who haven't been to John's Facebook page for Hillary Farm or for his, you know, website or Instagram, Minerva's a beautiful yearling. A uh, recorded great doe, and she's no bit Hasley type, and she's a really nice, sharp doe. I was ha- really happy for you, John, to, to see you on that that state stage competing against. This was a good side show. Yeah, yeah. There was. You know what? I got some numbers. Range. I got some numbers of talking, listening to uh, uh, Pete Snyder and Joe Pallette talking after the show. Um, senior Doe show. Now, this is just a state club show. It was a hundred and sixty-seven senior Doe's. Oh, I didn't realize there was that many does there. 167 senior does and 131 junior does in Joe's ring. Now, there may have been more or less depending on whether does scratched. I know we scratched one, and I know somebody else scratched a doe link. I scratched. Under Joe. I scratched through. Well, I mean, that were, and that were actually there. Oh, oh okay. Of doling that were actually there. I know we scratched one because we had a Dolan go junior in, under Ryan. And then mm-hmm. uh, I know, uh, I think Jessica had a Dolan that went grand under Ryan. So, uh, so she scratched her. Yeah. And then, um, so there were two, and I know of a few others who, who scratched before Joe. Still but a I know decent it went vice versa. But it was, a, it was almost a 300 head show. Um, if it wasn't 300 head, um, and there, there probably would have been more if you, if people could have, uh, entered like day of show, but, uh, per New York state, they couldn't do any money exchanges. Well, Um, it wasn't New York state. It was Onondaga County. Well, yeah, yeah, New York state, New York state would have allowed it, but it was within Onondaga County, which is, uh, the County Syracuse, New York is in, uh, that may had the restrictions. So you got you guys had uh, a good a great day, excellent day. You guys had a doe go grand. Uh, your daughter's doe, Maria's doe. Well, Maria had two does who went. One went grand, and then mm-hmm. her other doe went reserve. Right, 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 right. So that's and awesome. Then, it is, it is. And then we had that six month, six week old doe kid that woke us up at six a.m. Well, you woke me up, not the doe kid, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Well, she woke me up, and then I woke you up. Right, right. Uh, that's Nancy Whiskey. Nancy Whiskey is a full sister to your Merrimack. Yep, yep. And Nancy Whiskey uh, stomped it in uh, Oberhasley Juniors. It's a junior doe show. 
Yeah. And at six weeks old, she went grand. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the unfortunate thing, fortunate thing was here was a six week old kid. I tattooed her Friday night <laughs> before we left. And the thing is, it with for me because Oberheisley ears are small. I well, normally try to let them be like two to three months old before I tattoo them. Well, your Oberheisley ears are small. Mine are a fair bit larger because my gem line tends to have a tad bit bigger ears. Right, but mine are mine have tend to have the tr- that that Oberheisley small ear. Yeah. So I try to let them be like two to three months months old, so like eight to to twelve weeks old before I tattoo mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And here is poor Nancy Whiskey, six weeks old. And I know I'm going to take her to the show, and that's our topic for later. And I tattooed her the Friday night before, and so she's got green ears, <laughs> green ink in the ears. Um, and, you know, didn't expect her to go grand, but goodness, she did go. And... uh she was just a gem, a little gem. Um, yeah, yeah. She and she looks a lot like she's got the same build as uh, Mary Mac. I'd actually say she that does. she might have a little bit longer of a, a bone pattern than Mary Mac, which is good. Well, and that was what I, I believe what what the judge had mentioned in his reasons for placing her with a little bit longer bone pattern. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you know, we'll be excited to see how she develops. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, getting on, we have ad good news. Oh, do we? Oh, we're twenty five minutes in, and we're still chit chatting. Oh, yeah, we are. We are. We really are. Um, so, so uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, was gonna, I was just gonna say there's a uh, there's a postal ballot out uh, right now, um, which is to summarize it, uh, if it, it's it's gonna allow people that have tattoo issues, say like. Uh, an animal needs to be retattooed, but NG's not able to do retattoos right now. Or like in my case, with two of my doe kids, their tattoos aren't correct. They're actually flip flopped. Um, and I don't know if that's my fault or NG's, but I have a feeling that one was NG and not me. But who knows? Anyway, uh, th- that postal ballot is saying you can show them and just tell the judge that you know the correct uh, tattoo or write the correct tattoo on the bottom. I believe is what it said. Um, and then once that's fixed with NG, you know, there'd be no problem. It'll show the correct tattoo in the ear, um, on the ROA from the show. So, uh, which they're not processing ROAs anyway, right now, no show wins are being processed. So it shouldn't be really an issue. Once they do process them in the system, those tattoos will be correct. Part of the, the ROA is not being processed. Is they're kind of a little bit, they're still, got a backlog at ADGA, one of the things they're trying to do to address that backlog is they're doing new phone hours. Yep. Like 8 to noon, I believe, is what they had posted um, for the new phone hours on that. Yeah. So I think they just need to open them up and take care of business, but maybe hire right. a couple well, more Right, well, I temps. think part of the idea is um, 
in having that noon to four time, they could try to deal with the paperwork backlog and just not worry about the phone ringing or if the phone rings, let it go to voicemail. Um, I know that there are a number of Adgar employees who are still scrambling, trying to help people. I know, for example, like I've got, you know, good old Gary Moore, you know, he's still trying to help us with a situation with, with our farm. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, to those Adga employees who are working, trying to get, work us through all through this NG system. Yeah. Hats off to you. Salute. For sure. Um, every, every week we, I think, should be trying to salute you with all five fingers. <laughs> yes. Um, five fingers. Um, direct also- primaries are over, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so they just uh, ended and results are in. First of all, I was shocked by throughout all of the districts on how many people just didn't vote. Um, and I, I did have a poll on Adga District 2, uh, and it seemed like a decent amount of people. I think it was like of the 40 or 50 people that voted, eight of them didn't get their said they didn't get their ballots. So that's kind of an issue because on like really close uh, races – those well, yeah, eight, it, was those, like, it could mean something. It wasn't it like something like eighty-seven. Yeah, the whole difference. Eighty-seven votes or nominations within District, District two, two, which is where we live. Yeah, and I think it was similar across the country as you went yeah. through. And when you did the math, it was like anywhere from eight to twelve percent of the members voted. Yeah. Um, and that's just, that's a sliver. That's really sliver, folks. Well, I mean, these are the and, people who are choosing to help us when mm-hmm. our ROAs don't get, get processed in time. These yeah. are the people we're asking to vote on postal ballots. Um, yeah. And well, you think about it. Everybody is upset about national show rules. They're not. They're just totally against them and, and want spectators and all this stuff. Uh, people are against a lot of things happening with NG and people are upset. And if you're upset and you think it's time for a change in your directors, uh, why not vote and you know, have your voice, your voice heard? That's this is where your voice gets heard, right? Uh, with these primary ballots. And then once the uh, voting process starts, which we should be receiving them the week of nationals. It seems uh, you should be, I mean, pay the whatever 10 cents, 25 cents, whatever it is for stamps and, and buy some stamps and send in your ballot. I, I just don't understand it. I mean, shoot, let's, let's roll right into the other ad news national convention. People are still super upset that there's no spectators and all that, but things are still changing. There's still a possibility that it'll change. Do I think that there'll be spectators? No. Do I think that they're going to allow everybody to be maskless? No, it seems like they're pretty dead set on that. And the executive director came out with an email that stated that the, the rules are the rules. Basically. Um, you know, we, they, he said, they understand that, some people may not be uh, in agreement with that, but but these are the rules this year. If you want to go to national show, go and and follow the rules. If you're not going, oh well. Next year it'll be different, hopefully. Well, you know, 
Yeah, I guess my thought, now I don't know this for certain. This is just me. I'm a guy who lives in the back hills of Shenango County up in New York State and heart of nowhere land. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think of it this way. Those rules. Okay, so the CDC says, you know, we can go maskless and some certain situation, outdoor activities. And if you're vaccinated, you can do this, you can do that. Um, if you're not vaccinated and they want you to, you know, social distance, maybe you wear a mask. But ADGA, so states can have more restrictive rules. Counties can have more restricted rules. Organizations that are holding um, events like national convention can have more restrictive rules. Um, they all have to weigh the legal liability. Yeah. You know, is ADGA willing to accept full legal liability should someone who should an exhibitor who attends ADGA National Convention without a mask turn out to have COVID? And then, in fact, the other non-vaccinated attendees or vaccinated attendees with COVID. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's it, a liability it, in every year at Nationals. Um, I think this is just a hill that the ADGA is willing to die on as far as just sticking to the rules that the committee has set uh, and the EC had passed. So, right. Well, and, and that's, that's, it is in many cases it's, it does suck. You know, well, it's, gonna, you know, I get but it. it. I get but why people are upset. I get I it too. I'm not, I'm not in compliant or I, I'm not, in agreement with these these rules and honestly <laughs> you are in it, compliance but you yeah, I'm in compliance but uh I'm not going so that's why I'm not no I get why these rules are in place I totally get it and it stinks but it is what it is just like I said I mean half the people online that are complaining aren't even they they're not even thinking about attending and or they've never attended before and and they weren't even thinking about attending even if this year was regular but it's another thing that somebody gets to complain about online and that's really where i think the fever of this has has come from i i, so. I yeah i can see it um <laughs> now with with that you know june 1st passed what 13 days ago something like that yeah um Entries are open. Get your entries in if you're going. If you are right. going, yep. You know, if you're willing to accept the restrictions, mm-hmm. um, get them in. Um, people are already getting their entries in already. We know a few friends who have sent them in. Yeah, um, and if anybody's thinking about uh, going and wants some some pretty good pointers, you know, always listen to last week's podcast episode with Brandy Chicino and. Vanessa Mills, you know, that's pretty, that was a pretty informative one. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. Um, it, so it, it's, there's, that's what's going on there. I don't think, know of any other ad good news. Uh, I'm sure we're missing something, but you know, let's, uh, let's roll right into the topic. Well, and here we are. We, we, uh, had <laughs> our show yesterday. We know of a few cases where, uh, People threw an extra animal in the truck 
because they were worried about numbers. Yeah, yeah, and I was one of those people, Nate. I uh, brought my uh, pending permanent champion, uh, the Onyx's gemstone, in the truck, and and I was going to bring her anyway just because I'm not going to leave one milker at home, right? Right, um, right. But recorded grades, the breed was uh, close in numbers, so I brought her just to be uh, safe. So, so we're talking about this week the tenth goat. You know that goat that the tenth goat that you need to have in a breed in order to make that a breed official for the show. Um, Whether and- it's that that uh, doe who lives in the back corner of the pasture under the apple tree and you never <laughs> see her except when you go out to fix fence or whether it's that permanent champion that's right there in your face that's a tenth goat that you off you grab to make shows official yeah so uh for those that don't know uh with adga shows sanctioned shows uh, you need to have ten, at least ten goats in the breed. Uh, eight of them, I believe, need to be milkers, and they need to have yep. two different breeder or two different owners breeders, right? For yep, for an, for a unrestricted life, right? Um, so this week, I recorded grades were pretty close, so I brought Gem, uh, who's pending, like I said. Um, for the show, I milked her out in the morning, uh, about eight or nine, I believe it was. Um, milked her out. I didn't even brush her hair because she she still has some of that um, cashmere coming out, right? Uh, I haven't clipped her at all this year. I've just taken out the brush to her and and clipped like her pasterns and all that stuff. Right, um, because she earned her final leg under what we'd all affectionately call a fuzzy show. Yes, yeah, and it was definitely a needed fuzzy show because it was 36 <laughs> degrees that day. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, so, I, so I brought her with me, and uh, the first ring, I show Minerva, and then the um, secretary was like, hey, are you showing this aged doe? And I go, well, how are numbers? And she was like, well, it's pretty close. Can you grab her? I'm like, thinking to myself well can we do math in our head real quick but you know whatever so i grab her because they're like please show her i'm like okay so i show her and she places first in the class and i was like oh no i was like okay so then (laughs) i grab uh my cousin because jem got first and minerva got first and she's i'm like faith you know calling her and she comes over and she's like, you want me to show Minerva? I'm like, please, no. <laughs> because for anybody that doesn't know, Minerva only seems to behave in the ring for me. And everybody else, she kind of throws a fit a little bit. You know, she starts fighting and all that good stuff. Um, so I was like, just hold Gem. Don't even set her up. She goes, okay. Of course, as I'm like setting up Minerva in the back of the line, I look in the front. And there's Faith setting her up. And I'm like, stop, stop setting her up. Please, no. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> so so she she sees me like make eyes and she's like okay i'll leave her alone but uh, she looks good um luckily gem didn't win somebody else got the the leg and and uh, the doe was definitely deserving of that leg um beautiful nubian doe uh oh yeah yeah quarter grade um but yeah so 
So there are some instances where, yeah, you got to pull that permanent champion, or if you're your pending permanent champion that finished this year, you're not going to get that. The, you know, like we said, ROAs aren't being processed, so you're not going to get that letter where you can show her in champion challenge. So sometimes to make it official, you got to go in there and and the, you know, I did the right thing. I feel I did the right thing uh, by milking her out. I know some people would say, "Oh, just you know, show her anyway," and you know, yeah, they want to win. They want to yeah. win. Breed a better go. Right, and uh, I get that, but you know. She's finished. I have nothing to prove with her, and and I'm happy with her just being a old goat that's all shaggy and happy, and you know, chewing her cud in the in the ring or in the pen, wherever. Um, you know, I have nothing left to prove with her. I've got stuff to prove with her daughters uh, that are throughout my herd and granddaughters. Um, but so the tenth goat. Let's 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 so, really dive so into let's, it. Let's grab that. So we have. An instance where you have a, a possible permanent champion. We had a, a case. Oh, back in 2018, we showed it in the New York State Fair, mm-hmm. and there was one goat, one Oberhasley, in face. John and I breed Oberhasley. We're going to talk Oberhasleys, but it can apply to Alpine, Lamanche, Lubian, Sanitage, Nigerians, or Guernseys and Sables. Yeah, but. We had one goat from another herd. To make Oberhasler's official, we needed to supply the other nine. Yeah, yeah. That meant, because it was a combined show for just, well, or a senior show, that meant that we had to show our permanent champion, Minty, mm-hmm. a Mountain Spring uh, Thin Mint, in... The breed show in her age class. Right. And our initial thought was, well, you know what we'll do? We'll just kind of like not set her up, not show her, not pin, you know, not do anything to make her look good. Right. And honestly, we got into that champion drive, that champion lineup, and my wife was on on Minty. And we affectionately called her. I was on uh, a yearling, though, advance. And a friend of ours was showing cream. Okay. And Jen took a look at Minty there. And she was just, she was on it. She was looking gorgeous. And here it was, the New York State Fair. You know. And Chen's like, quite frankly, she's like, ah, I'm going to show her to the best of my ability. Yeah, I mean, you got that that right, too. I mean, shoot, you're making the breed official. There's no rule that says, oh, you know, finish does even, you know. Right, there's no them. rule. So. so Jen shows her to the best of her ability. Um. I remember who the judge was. I won't say his name. Um, well, I'm assuming she took grand. She went grand. <laughs> she went grand. And here's a finished doe who went grand. He made yeah. cream reserve. Mm-hmm. Cream had had two milking legs, two unrestricted legs prior to that show. 
that gave her her third leg. Her un- it gave her a restricted leg. So wait, all right, all right. So I'm kind of confused by that, and I'm sure there's people at home that are confused by that. But but Cream went reserve, so how'd she get her final leg? So when a doe goes reserve to a doe who's already a permanent champion, mm-hmm. they earn a res- if there are I believe if there are ten milkers, it has to be yeah. ten milkers. Yeah. In the breed. That doe earns a restricted leg. If there are 20 milkers, I could, I'd have to look into the Edgar Roll book myself. The 20 milkers, I believe, they can earn a unrestricted leg. Okay. Okay. But, and someone can correct me on that. But with Cream earning that restricted leg, she already had two unrestricted legs. It finished Cream as well. So the reserve got her to finish. Got it. Right. Okay. Now, so that that's something to consider when you bring in that tenth goat, who is a permanent champion. Are mm-hmm. there animals there who can take a, res- a restricted leg and make it work for them? Right. Um, so, so you'll it worked see... for us, and we got lucky. Um, we weren't planning on a restricted leg. Honestly, we were hoping that Cream or Advance would, you know, who were also in the champion drive, would just go grand. Right. Um, you know, but that's one of those things, things you have to think about with the 10th GOAT. Yes, the 10th GOAT. And so I made a post today, um, and it was regarding the last three shows. And I made this post on Facebook. The last three or four shows I've been to, I forget now. Uh, every every show, there seems to be problems with tattoos. Uh, I believe uh, Pete Snyder also made a post similar yeah, to this. Yeah, yeah. It's true. <clears throat> so there was, you know, anything from tattoos just not being legible. Um, and, you know, one show was La Mancha's and the next show it was Nigerian's, you know, but they were able to finally figure it out on one of them. I think it was the Nigerian that they could actually read it. They just had to really clean that ear. Um, but then there was also a person that had a junior kid go grand in a class that or in a breed that was more than able to be sanctioned. I mean, there was probably 30 plus kids there. Um, this animal went grand and the tat, the judge checked the tattoo and there's not a drop of ink in there. Uh, and then the judge was like, well, let me look at the, the registration here. And it was a stamp duplicate on a phone, not even printed out. Um, so it, I, I can understand if somebody, and the reason why we're talking about the 10th goat and bringing this up for the 10th goat is I can understand if somebody has a tattoo issue where the goat needs to be retattooed or something, um, just to make the the breed sanction. Like I get it. Like you're you're just hoping the animal doesn't win, uh, so that way there's no issues. Um, that way somebody can get a leg. Somebody else. Yeah. yeah. Some somebody can get a leg on their animal. Totally get it. Um, and you know I had people commenting, well, you know, how upset would you be if there was nine and it wasn't sanctioned? Well, that happened to me three times to- or twice this year. Uh, right. I had a kid go grand in two rings that well, there was nine and I had her go reserve and uh, at another show. And there was what four. 
I mean, and I'm not complaining about that because I don't care. Like, it's a kid. She's going to do well. She's well-bred. I don't care. Um, Well, and kids are so variable. Yeah. Where it's, you know, with kids, I kind of look at it as a kid goat could look stellar, you know, this weekend. Two weeks from now, she's going to look like crap. Yeah. You know, her hips will be higher than the withers and, and, you know, she might look a little heavy-shouldered. Because she's going through growth spurts. Right. Look at Minerva last year. She was not a pretty kid. She was very frumpy and short-necked, and now she's long and elegant, has a beautiful neck, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, they changed so much. And a friend of ours, you know, Kurt Schnipke, convinced you to keep her. Yeah. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Thank you, Kurt. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's why her nickname's TK. Thanks, Kurt. Um, Uh, (laughs) but, But back on topic, I mean, you can... You can totally like I can totally get having those issues and, and trying to make it official. Totally understand. But at the same token, check your animal's ears. I don't care. I'll I'll make fun of Nate Funk all day long for tattooing his kid the, the day before. I will absolutely tear him apart if the breed is more than sanctioned and he's got a kid that won grand and she doesn't have a drop of ink <laughs> in there. Right. I just right. It's 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 silly. Like, just check your animals' ears. I mean, you're well, you're taking the time to clip them. You can't for, take for, the two seconds to check their ears while you're clipping them. For, well, you, I'm going to go on the, the other thing is like, like so if you're going to go on that, I'm going to touch on the papers. If yeah. you've got a stamp duplicate on a phone before you leave for the show, take the two three minutes hit print yeah so the show secretary can have a copy of well they're supposed to be printed anyway they are but the show secretary should be able to should that doe or doling go grand or junior champion they should be able to have a copy that goes to the show secretary for them to have while they fill out that roa yeah, I don't even know how she got checked in. I don't even know how she got checked in. Well, we're, we're not going to go on <laughs> to that one. That's just here or there. topic by itself. <laughs> but, but, you know, that that's not the source of this topic. You know, the other things, you know, we have, I've been to shows where I remember, you know, years ago, we had this doe. She threw beautiful kids. Okay. Her beautiful kids and her, her kids had decent attachments. When they when they turned into milkers, right? But this doe herself, I will tell you, she had like twelve inches of total uh, of total outer attachment for a circumference. You know, this you could touch your fingers if you held around her outer attachment, uh, and she'd had mastitis at some point, so one side had dried up. And she is mammary wise, she looked terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, she threw beautiful general appearance kids. Her kids, when they t- turned into milkers, had be- had nice udders. Well, at least that you know the ones we we retained did. And we often nicknamed her and called her Number Ten. <laughs> yeah, because the only time she left the barn was when we needed ten animals. Right. Okay, she was registered. She was, the transfer was in our in, in our name, um, and 
she was number 10. But we yeah. made sure her tattoos were good. We made yeah. sure the papers were correct. If, you, if, um, you, if you're going to bring that 10th goat, you want to make sure that everything's legit with all of your animals uh, to make it official. Now, I got a question for you, though. Okay. Um, we have a show coming up, the District 2 um, Oberhausley Specialty. Alpine Oberhausley Specialty will be held at the Progressive Dairy Goat Club at the Ulster County Fairgrounds. Right. We'll have no problem with that being official, but okay. Right. <laughs> exactly. No problem with that being official. Um, that part's not the problem. Now, here's a thought for you. Now, that they have a two-ring show. Mm-hmm. Oberhausley specialty being ring one or two. Yeah. Just for argument's sake, we'll say two. Okay. Randomly picked. We'll show the old Oberhausley the show first. Right. We have a doe, Nina. You know Nina. Yeah. Showing her in her. In the ring two, do you show her in ring two? Since once nope. you get out is of Nina your Ar- is Nina already game, finished? Nina earned her last leg at okay. Altamont. Well, uh, like I've said before, that's a personal choice. Do you want to or do you not want to? Uh, you shouldn't let anybody else determine uh, if you want to show a finished goat or not. Uh, I know she hasn't gotten her permanent champion um, paper Letter. yet because, yeah, because. Um, ROAs aren't being processed, so there's no champion challenge option for her. Um, so that's a personal decision if you want to show her or not. Um, personally, I'll probably not show, like, Mary Mac, who's uh, got her dry leg. I won't show her in whatever ring is not the specialty, um, just because I'll probably it'll probably be hot, and I'll probably just not want to. Um, <laughs> and, right. and honestly, uh, there's no... I just... I've already... I, I just want to show her in the specialty. I don't, I don't, there's really no need for me to show her in the other one. Um, you know, just like if I had a kid that, that got her dry leg and yeah, I'd want to see her in both rings, but I'll probably just show her in one. Um, and that's a personal choice. Just like, you know, pulling animals is a personal choice. Bringing that 10th goat, whichever goat it may be, that's a personal choice. Uh, you don't have to make it official, but why not? Right. It, it, it might help you. It might help somebody else. Right. I, I can't count the number of times that we brought the 10th goat and we didn't get the leg. Yeah, but that's okay. (laughs) It's okay. It's kind for me, it's kind of paying it forward. Um, now we, we actually have already made up, you know, made our mind up and we'll, we'll let people know in a few weeks what that mind is, um, with Nina. And you know, part of it is we'll wait and see, you know, we'll, if we get that letter, from Adga, you we'll won't. probably put her in champion challenge. You're not going to you know? get that letter, buddy. If we don't get that letter from Adga, we might pull her. Right. You know, um, you know, it, but we, you know, it'll be a lot of wait and see. Um, I know a lot of people though who will sit would say, show her anyway. Yeah, and like I said, everybody's got their own opinion on that. Um, you know, our friends Laura and Cameron uh, are both uh, vehemently advocates of show or breed a better goat. You know, run what you brung, um, and that's fine. Exactly. 
Exactly. And, well, and, and I totally get that 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 thought. So it's just personally, if if numbers are there and I don't need to bring that tenth goat, that finished goat, I'm why am I gonna bring another goat to show? <laughs> I can see that. I've also heard though, for example, um the idea of getting one more like in case. Yeah, that's fine. Do they you know, if, my if, thought if, my thought on that is if for some reason they don't have that, then bring her when you figure that out. But I just I get the just in case, especially these days with Adka, but at the same time I'm like, nah, that's uh that's okay. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's something to consider. Um you know, we we've got enough. We we can uh you know, we have enough milkers ourselves. To make things official, though we're getting down there on bare bones. Um, well, we're lucky where in our area there's plenty of Oberhasli breeders, but I know, uh, like out west or you know, middle of the country, there's maybe not as many. Um, you know, Oberhasli are not one of those breeds that there's just a million of them. You know, they're not the Nubians or the, or the Nigerians of of the well, industry. They're they're low in numbers. Um, you know, it's going to be like when I have my when I get my Guernseys later this month. Uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of not official shows, uh, just because that's the way it is. Unless they're in AOP, um, I'd say unless you put them in a find shows that are AOP, right now. So it's just going to be the way it is. Um, so there are going to be times where, yeah, you're probably going to be like messaging whoever and saying, "Hey, are you bringing ghosts to the show? Are you coming to the show?" I'm trying to scratch as many, or you know, try to try to scratch get as many. Gather. Yeah, yeah. Try to gather as many as possible. I mean, what was it? Two years ago, at progressive. Uh, you and I were speaking a lot about who we, who are we going to bring to make these juniors official? Because another breeder wasn't going to show juniors. Well, and with that one, just to give an, an idea of what ended up happening with that is. So we had my my wife and I then decided. Well, what well, we had a we just had a small handful of juniors that didn't have uh, dry, dry legs. legs, yeah. And so we decided, well, to help make numbers, we brought everybody, you yeah. know, to help make numbers, and we were going to cross off who who wasn't going to be needed. In the end, the other breeder did come through and say, wait, I'm going to show juniors as well. And yeah, she made the show official. We didn't need our extra right. kids. Um, yep. But, you know, the question is, like, you know, again, we, what do you do with those? Do you tell somebody, go ahead and show them, and we're going to hope that someone has a better animal? Do you tell them, make it look, you know, don't set her up? <laughs> yeah. You know, in, in both cases, I've been in both cases where, you know, again, you know, Minty, Jen showed her to the best of her ability in one, and mm-hmm. the, let the cards fall where they were. At the same time, yeah. we've been where we've been. We've handed the kid up, the kid or the doe off to, you know, one of our children, and said, "Hold them in the ring for us," you know. <laughs> Um, now our problem with that is our children are getting better at showing and, and so they're setting them up and showing them, um, 
you know so it's it's a dilemma uh certainly yeah um yeah you know, no, i think it's just if if you have to scramble to find the the 10th goat um and you have to bring a permanent champion or a junior with a dry leg or whatever um you know it's a nice thing to do um to try to make it official but also at the same time it's nice that most of the time if somebody knows you're bringing the 10th goat uh they're not gonna knock you for winning with that goat uh they're just thankful that they shouldn't it's official I've never seen anybody get mad with that goat. Like, I don't think anybody would have been mad if Jem ended up going grand, which one of the judges we both know is uh, notorious for if he's if, if the goat's milked out and he likes what he sees, uh, he, they might go grand anyway. You know? Now, <laughs> now, the other thing, though, is now we're going to I want to mention on this 10th goat. So one of the recent trends in the past five, ten years, are these multiple ring shows. Right. Okay. You brought the tenth goat. It is the tenth goat for the show. It goes grand in the first ring. If you scratch that tenth goat, now nobody gets it. Yeah, I think you just rung what you brung, you know? You just keep showing. Well, I, I know that, for example, this past weekend, we had a situation in the grades, actually, as it turned out, um, where there was a 10th, that was the 10th go. The, the, if the Doe who went uh, junior champion, I believe, um, went grand in the first ring, and then it ended up being that if she scratched her, Nobody was going to get a second leg. Right. Now, as it turned out, it was a really sharp doe. Is that, you know, the one I'm meaning. Was it that Sonnen type? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was a really sharp doe. And she went grand in the first ring. And she went grand in the second ring. Even though the breeder kind of just tried not to show her. Yeah. You know, at the same, you know, there's that. Same time, in trying not to show your animal because you're trying to let someone else get, yeah, don't I, be in. You, the judge wants to see the animal, right? And that's and what I was about of, to say. Yeah, it's kind of insulting to try to uh, take a deal for the judge. They they don't want you taking this beautiful animal in and like. Uh, scrunching her up right they want to they still want to see this beautiful animal so i I don't know there's no right answer for me on this there there really isn't it's uh because at one point you know at one side of the coin yeah i do feel like it cheapens it a little bit cheapens that win for the person that does get the grant because you're sitting there making your goat look just terrible but a good judge can see past that, and they they have totally that option to uh, pick whoever they want. So, I mean, they see these these goats walking in the ring. Uh, you can't hide that. You know, setting them up is just part of it, right? They can see what they look like on the move. Um, Gem being milked out, you can see how much that udder holds. Uh, it's pretty obvious when she's milked out that 
uh, she holds a lot of milk. <laughs> um, so a judge can see that. So I, I, yes, I do believe that it can cheapen it. And I know judges like, uh, you know, Cameron Jedlowski and a couple others, uh, you know, feel probably feel that it's, it cheapens it because I've, heard especially from Cameron that you know he wants to see those goats he wants to uh, have the opportunity to judge that animal and I totally get that so it's really the 10th goat um, play here is a personal choice on how you want to play that if it's a permanent champion or a junior with a dry leg uh, there's definitely you know you different options for you you can either just run what you brung like I've been saying and and show it to the best of your ability or you can just kind of have her there uh, just depends on you as a person on what you want to do personally for me i have nothing to prove with that animal she's already proved herself or he um so i'll just you know do whatever um you know jam i milked out uh but it just it's kind of a personal choice and that's there's really like you said nate no right answer now you know kind of we're getting past our one hour point here mm-hmm. uh, one of the things i noticed in I, I don't disagree with this, but I also can see both sides of the coin. I know that uh, we, we heard from some directors who are also judges who said, you know, they felt that in scratching that animal that went grand or making it not look as good as it could, not showing it to the best of your ability, that you may be, in fact, not helping the dairy goat industry. Right. You know, because the idea is to keep breeding for better and better animals. And the, 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 what was pointed out was scratching that better animal allows not as good animals from getting, that allows them to get that leg and possibly a championship. You and I know of a situation where there's an animal that, you know, shouldn't be shown, you know. Right. And, you know, that animal, you know, could possibly be a permanent champion. And uh, do you allow that? You know, do you allow an, an animal that's an obviously an inferior animal to to get that second, get, get second or third leg. Right. Do you keep breeding for better stock? You know, it's something to consider. Yeah. It's Um, a judgment call for each person. It's a, it's a personal call for each person, um, on what you want to do. Uh, so yeah. You know, it, it, I guess there's no easy answer. You've, I know, (laughs) I know in our, her family and our, her, you know, with each and every show, we, we ask, you know, do we take this permanent doe or this doe's finished? Or do we take this animal who's got a leg, you know, this dry doe who's got a leg? You know, premium shows where the combined shows, you know, the juniors are showing with the seniors as far as all one show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, our junior does will go who have legs because they're hopefully they'll get their first in the class and they'll earn their premium and, you know, and such. Our champions right. who are, who are papered champions will go in champion challenge and our non papered champions will go, you know, in their age classes or 
just not get shown. Uh, that's how we would do it. But yeah, like I was saying, uh, breed specialties and and you know county fairs and stuff like that with premiums. You know, I don't leave anybody home for those uh, besides the bucks, just because. I'm not going to run home, you know, it's an hour away. I'm not going to run home every morning uh, and milk. And then again, every evening and milk. Uh, so like Jem will come, the bucks will be taken care of by somebody. Um, so it's, it's really at the end of the day, uh, if it's premium or if it's a specialty, all bets are off. Uh, besides that, personally, um, unless that 10th goat is needed, uh, those goats will stay home and if i have to bring them they'll come and everybody in my herds tattoos will be correct and they'll be good to go yeah well make sure you have the papers too <laughs> yeah yeah don't forget those at home yeah um, i i, I do know of a good... situation where a friend of ours drove three hours to be to a show and Oh, yeah, yeah. We talked about that on the podcast, and they didn't have their papers. Oh, and they didn't have their yeah. papers, and they were like, well, I guess we'll watch the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at my goats in their pen, not doing anything. So um, just make sure you – for us, it's always the first thing that gets put in the truck. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I I think that's a good spot to stop her there. Uh I think this will help out some people that might know, not know how to sanction a show or why, what makes a, a show official um, and all that stuff. So, um, but yeah, I think that's a good spot. Anything else? Yeah. Nate? No, just, you know, I guess my thought is when you're looking at sanctioning a show, making sure not sanctioning, actually sanctioning happens before, you know, you do entries, but whether or not to try to make, things official um there's some things to weigh you know what whether you're going to uh, you know i guess my thought is you are you bringing that 10th goat to make the show sanctioned um is she going to win is the likelihood she's going to win um you know always of course make sure the tattoo you got papers but uh what are the chances? You know, sometimes those tenth goats turn out to be diamonds in the rough, um, mm-hmm. and you know, you just you bring them, and it's like, wow, where'd you bring this animal from? <laughs> and I've seen that a, a million times in my lifetime, and sometimes it's like, wow, what rock did you pull this animal out from under? Um, yeah. You know, and I've seen that a few times. I've had that a few times myself. Um, you know, you've got to weigh that tenth go, I guess. Um, or maybe yeah. you don't. But For sure. For sure. Uh, so, well, I think we have a guest coming up. I got to check with them uh, for the next episode. Um, but, yeah, I guess I... I guess the next time I see you, Nate, might be Troy, but we'll probably be progressive. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> so, but uh, we, we, well, we're we hoping to have a couple guests in the next uh, week or two. Um, yeah, yeah, we have a, a couple third lined one up. at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, so we but anyway, we'll let, we'll, let, we'll let our listeners finish their chores. 
Um, everybody at this point. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. We'll catch you on the next one. Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast, is not an affiliate of the American Dairy Goat Association. All opinions or information regarding the ADGA does not represent the registry.